Monkey Flashy Slave Question Everything. Okay, hello and welcome. It is your truth-seeking host, Bo Diggles, here, and I am thrilled to have you tuned in to yet another exciting episode of Anti-Slave Question Everything, where we delve deep into the most controversial conspiracies and unveil the truth that has been concealed from us for far too long. I'm here to do one thing, my friends, and that's to spread some truth in a world that's full of fucking lies. I've got a good episode that is lined up for you guys today, and it's just going to be me and Chef, and we're going to be talking about some pretty heavy-hitting shit. We're going to be talking about addiction, all right? We're going to be talking about our personal experiences with addiction, and then we're going to be going to a lot of different shit that has to do with addiction. So, I mean, I guess trigger warning to anybody that's out there that has, like, addiction issues and they don't want to hear about, like, me smoking dope, Chef smoking heroin, any of us just out here doing the most, you know, but if you're adept to it and you can handle the shit, then go ahead and take a fucking listen because this episode is about to be a banger. Before we get to this banger-ass episode, though, there are a few things that I would like to say. I would like to remind each and every one of you that my podcast is now available on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you are enjoying the show on either of those platforms, do not forget to hit that follow button and leave me a review. I always love hearing from you guys, and any feedback is greatly appreciated. For those of you that are watching this show on YouTube, I have been pushing the limits with my content lately. Bad boy. Whoops. So, I'm going to tone things down a little bit. But don't worry, you can still find me on alternative platforms like Rumble, Spotify, and BitChute. Just search for Anti-Slave QE, and you most definitely will find me. Now, if you want to keep up with all of my latest updates and exclusive content, be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all just at AntislaveQE. I also have a Reddit that I post hard-hitting conspiracy content to pretty consistently. And if you'd like to join it, you can find it at r slash AntislaveQE. I also encourage you all to become a part of the conversation on our Discord channel. The join link will be posted in my link tree, which will be included in the description of this episode. If you have any conspiracy theories, experiences, or anything else that you would like to share with me and talk about on my show, you can go ahead and drop me an email at antislaveqe at outlook.com. Or you could shoot me a message at any of the other provided social media accounts. Like I said, I like to hear from you guys. Anything you guys want to talk about, let's do it. Come through. Let's talk about the shit. Bigfoot, ghosts, you know, anything, dude. I don't give a fuck. Lizard people, you know, motherfucking. I saw Nessie, bro. I saw Nessie. She came out and she fucking, you know, gave me five bucks, you know. Nessie came out and gave me five bucks and a half-eaten piece of pizza from Little Caesars. Like, Nessie's cool. I had this experience. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Let's do it on my show. I would like to hear from you and everybody that listens would like to hear from you as well. That's awesome. So anyways, <clears throat> without further ado, let's dive into today's conversation with me and Chef talking about how shitty it is to be a drug-addicted retard in 2023. <sighs> All right, guys. 
Love you. Bye-bye. I'm out. You anti-slave. Question everything. All right, guys. Hello and welcome to yet another fun-filled episode of Anti-Slave Question Everything. And as usual, this is your host, Bo Diggles, a.k.a. Conspiracy Jesus. And we're here tonight with the other host of Sunday Night Secret Society, Chef Baby. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing super well. Happy Friday. Happy fucking Friday. This, that's, that's the day that it is today. And I just got paid today. All of my paycheck went towards rent. That's pretty gay. But that's, that's how it went down. That's how it happened. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, it's, it, it, you know, whatever. Fuck it. I'm still very grateful to have a place to live, a place to hang my hat, a place to lay down at night, you know? Roof over your head. Yeah, exactly. So today we're going to be talking about something that I think is super interpersonal to the both of us. Uh, we're going to be talking about addiction and, and stuff that has to do with addiction. Uh, myself, I've gone through a lot of stuff that has to do with addiction, whether it be alcoholism or drug abuse. Chef, I believe you've been down that path too. Yep. 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 For God, it's been almost 10 years for me. That's awesome, bro. It was a, it was a long journey, but it was a rough ride while I was in it, man. Rough, 10, rough, 10 years rough, since rough. you've used so you've yes, been clean for yes. that's awesome dude that's amazing fuck yeah did you did you work any type of program or anything or you just like no no man like oddly enough um both my fiance and i were both uh uh hooked on heroin and we decided i had an opportunity to move to maine so i'm from southern california so that's on the far end of the fucking map and uh, we both ended up going out there and just fucking roughing it, man. So it was, I remember it was like a good fuck, week or two of just suffering. Yeah. Uh, but it's crazy because, yeah, some people, a lot of people, the program works. The programs work. I know several, several family members, friends who still to this day are, are doing these programs, the AAs, the NAs, and they're doing it um, religiously. For sure. I mean, and it's worked for them. Uh, yeah. For me, for me, I'm. Ha I mean, I'm sure it's a great community to get in, but I, I'm very blessed and lucky that we did not. We got clean without it. Hell yeah! And I know one of the big things that has to do with like AA and NA is like the acceptance of a higher power. Um, I don't think I've ever even asked you this before, Chef. But like, uh, how how do you feel about that? Or, or do you have any sense of that? Are you agnostic? Are you an atheist? Are you Christian? Uh, what's um, up? I mean, I guess I would I would consider myself a Christian. Um, yeah. But even then, even like getting when I got clean and not sober, right? Clean off of off of heroin and pills and whatnot. Not sober. Yeah. So I know sober. That's like a a different terminology that people use that do not drink, do not smoke weed. They don't use anything for that matter. So I'm not sober. I still drink beer. I still smoke weed. Um, but as far as the other shit, I don't do. But uh, yeah, up until I think it was two years ago, right when the pandemic started, I went up and visited family up in Northern California. My aunt gave me my first Bible. Uh, yep, nice, nice. And I started like digging into it and questioning it. And um, yeah, now I have a, I guess, a, a better relationship with the creator. But awesome. I don't go to I don't go to church. I don't yeah. do any programs. Um, I don't look at my Bible enough. Um, but yeah, here I am, man. Here I am. 
Yeah, that's important, man. You? I, I think uh, I'm 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 kind of there with you. You know, I don't go to church. I don't really fuck with any of that shit. Um, I don't fuck with any type of like organized religion shit. But I, like, I have a relationship with God. Um, and I do fuck with the Bible. You know what I'm saying? And I fuck with Jesus. And I fuck with Christ. And I fuck with God and all that shit. But like, when it comes down to it, for me, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like, um. I look at that shit and I'm like, all right, this is like depictions for something. You know what I'm saying? And like, and I'm like looking at it and I'm like, these are characters in a story and whatever this story is, you know what I'm saying? They be telling us all this shit. And, uh, but I don't necessarily know exactly what the, you know what I'm saying? Like what it really is. But I, I know what we got these stories and stuff and we could have all these characters that could be illusions or they could be like, representatives of like other things like maybe it's like a a a sun or it's like a star or something you know what i'm saying yeah and um uh yeah i I might be rambling on a bit but like it uh, basically yeah i do believe in god um do i think that god is like an interpersonal god that's watching me all the time that's gonna judge me if i'm fucking you know pumping my dick off at night and shit in in the lonelies you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know i'm doing a little stranger in the sheets move sitting on one hand and shit let (laughs) it get and let it get numb and shit and then oh who's that oh who's tugging on me who's tugboating (laughs) who's pulling the tugboat you know what i'm saying like no i don't think that god's gonna sit there and watch me do that you know what i'm saying or he's gonna sit there and watch me do a bunch of shit and then judge me for it later no i don't think that i don't think that's what god is i think that the the that they try to you know uh personify god uh anthropomorph anthropomorphize anthropomorphize i don't whatever the fuck anamorphize that's basically what it sounded like i said right there anamorphize anamorphize <laughs> but anthropomorphize like i think is what the name would be for giving human characteristics for something that's not human you know what yes. i'm saying i think that that's the vocabulary word of the day children is that anthropomorphize but yeah uh so i don't think that god is essentially that you know what i'm saying like i don't think he's like a something i could sit there like yeah i think it is something you can sit there i was about to say i don't think it's something you could sit there and talk to personally but that's but that kind of uh con- it comes into contradiction and conflicts with my actual core beliefs because i do think that you can sit there and talk to this god you know what i'm saying do i think that it's gonna sit there and understand you like you're talking to another human no probably not however with your intention and with your thought process and with your prayer that will go out like because we don't understand how these uh, other dimensional beings communicate you know what i'm saying the only form of communication we have is a perceived reality you know and i've had dmt trips where i felt like other dimensional beings were trying to communicate with me and they weren't sitting in front of me talking bro it wasn't like that it was communication on some shit that i can't even explain showing me colors showing me um beautiful designs showing me all sorts of crazy shit it's nothing that i like that i could even explain or understand bro so when it comes down to it i think that god whatever god is because when i the first time i ever did dmt and i was coming back down from it and i was coming down from my trip from blasting off and that was the first time i ever did dmt i saw what i believe to be another entity you know what i'm saying and it was like this sphere 
and I've I've went on I've went into this before when I was talking on a, a show with Chris, uh, homeboy from the first Sunday Night Seeker Society episode, and then other episodes before that too, even on anti-slave. But uh, when I was talking to him, saying stuff about how I saw this sphere, and it was like this sphere of darkness but light at the same time, and it was shooting all these colors out and stuff. And at oh. first it was shooting colors I recognized, but then later it started shooting colors I didn't recognize. And I think I think that was its form of communication. And um, you know what I'm saying? That's so basically, like we don't we don't like we have this communication, like the way that we're talking back and forth to each other. But I don't know if that this otherworldly shit that we may call God would have that interpersonal communication. I think it's just a permeating force that is, has been, and always will be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I also I do think that that that's important, but. I, I that was a kind of a little rant um the 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 topic of discussion tonight is we're going to be talking about like addiction and we're going to be talking about stuff um and chef i'm going to go into my story you mm -hmm. can go into as much as you want to go into um it's going to be pretty sad honestly because there's a lot of sad stuff that has happened in my life that has gotten me to the point where i am now um but i want to show this uh song and it's called learning curve uh, by Jesse Sandez. And back when I was like in my active addiction, this dude named Brian sent me this video and he was like, Hey man, and he's the guy that got me into like punk and stuff. He totally taught me how to be a punk rocker. And he was just fucking badass dude. And this guy, Jesse Sandez, which is one of the front men for days and days. Uh, he actually like, we, we have this little homeboy named Jay Lynn that was always like writing out to days and days and shit on Instagram and stuff. And uh, Jesse Sunday is this guy that I'm about to show the video of literally saw that it was Jalen's birthday. And before Jalen's birthday, he wrote and recorded us like he didn't write it and record it in a studio, but he did basically what he's doing here on the video I'm about to share. And he like wrote this fucking song for Jalen on his birthday because you know what I'm saying? Like, and he sent it through like and like so this is how real this dude is like this video has got 34,000 views. It's posted three years ago. It's some fucking, uh, it's some fucking, it's golden, dude. It's golden. And you so, said he, he wrote this song for uh, an acquaintance of yours? The, no, like a little homie of mine. Little homie oh, of dope. mine. Okay, homie, yeah. okay. Fuck. Um, so, yeah, let me, let me go ahead and share my screen. And I'm going to show the sound of it. And this is a song. You know, we're not going to get we're not going to get copyrighted for this at all because these guys are chill as fuck. They don't give a fuck. If anything, they're going to be like, dude, fuck. Yeah, you shirt my shit um, in a positive light, in a say. positive light, because this isn't a this is an episode about addiction that we're going to be talking about addiction. Addiction is a sad thing and it's a hard thing. But this is a positive start to a sad and hard conversation to have. So let's go ahead and turn our focus to jesse sandeas and how he kills this song and this this guy's he's amazing he's amazing i fucking love him um but yeah anywho let me uh, one thing i wanted to mention though too is that every single day i see 333 every single day Dude, whether was... now whether it be on the clock whether it be anywhere i always see it and of course the fucking song that i choose to share and show on this episode three minutes and 33 seconds of course but anywho, let's go ahead and see this shit. God damn it. <clears throat>
Darla, no. No, Darla. Mistakes is how we learn, and you are not a shitty person. Yep. That's to everybody that's dealing with this shit right now. Failure is how you grow and not become a shitty person. Yeah. This guy's the shit, dude. Punk rock legend. Hulk punk, punk rock legend. College. Fucking ended, Jesse. You know, life has got quite the lot. When you get your next curve, big idea, you know, and uh, I, I don't know if I can find. I, I know that there was one top comment a lot uh, a while ago, and I don't know if if I fucking searched it up on um on uh the interwebs if I would find it even, but like uh. That's dope, though. I did like that song. It's one of those. Uh like failing forward like it's the only way you're gonna 
kind of learn from shit is to fail and to make mistakes. Right, exactly. Um, in, in the time, though, it's kind of difficult because you're like, fuck, dude, I just fucked up or I'm going through this tough time, not realizing in that moment that this will be a moment that you're going to remember and hopefully you're going to learn from. Exactly. For sure. For sure. I don't... Um... I kind of think that's the whole the whole idea of life is, you know, I think you're going to keep coming back here until you figure it out. So basically like the, the first ver uh, the first verse is light years from perfect. I ain't no saint taking my missteps. I made my mistakes. Uh, nobody's perfect. Uh, and I ain't no monster, but I sure ain't throwing rocks. I ain't throwing rocks. We build glass houses and paint the walls with murals of brick and mortar to ignore our faults as if all of our closets don't contain at least deposits of the stark ivory bone, just say when you're not alone, if you ever felt like, and then it goes into the chorus, which you're a lost cause. You don't deserve love. Your past embarrassments will haunt you till your blood runs cold. Ignore the voices. You're fucking worth it. Mistakes are how you learn and not end up a shitty person. Uh, we must look, we must look to the future. We must learn from the past. There ain't no shame in failure. Dust yourself off get right back up on that horse fucking up's par for the course we're only human after all after all you can't focus on what just collapsed you gotta focus on what we can build <coughs> oh fuck yeah dude uh score the deatris salvage scraps to forge the shield because life is unceasing but you ain't no weakling dig your heels in block the blows just when i say you're not alone if you've ever felt like and then it goes into courses um the chorus and then you know instrumental bridge verse three i'm right with you if you've ever felt like you are a lost cause you know and then uh the interlude you're a lost cause you don't deserve love you don't belong you're just some drunken loner fuck up ignore the voices you're fucking worth it L just listen close and trust me when i say you're the champ kid you fucking got this and life can be a motherfucker don't ever give in through all the setbacks and every fucking mishap it's happiness and love we all deserve Remember, life's got quite the lofty learning curve. Damn. Beautiful. And uh, with that, I got to take a piss and grab a brew. I'll be back. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm back, bro. Um, I'm gonna stop sharing this now. But dude, so yeah, basically that shit is the bee's knees. That's a good song. Uh it kind of taps into exactly what we want to talk about here tonight. Uh about addiction and stuff, you know. And I mean the last monologue episode that I did, I fucking did this like last little bit thing when I was talking about how I'm having trouble with my drinking and stuff. Mm -hmm. And 
that shit, dude, it's not, it hasn't really gotten any better. You know what I'm saying? And I've done like programs, man. I've worked programs. I've been to AA. I've been to NA. I've done all that shit, you know, pretty much my entire adult life. I was wrapped up in that shit. Um, you know, I was in, um, intensive inpatient treatment and shit when I was 16 years old because of my pill addiction. You know what I'm saying? And in, when I was inside of the fucking uh, treatment center, basically, I was in there with a bunch of older ass dudes, you know, and they and they were basically like, hey, man, you know, if you're into the Adderall, if you're into the Vyvanse, if you're into these amphetamine pills, like, just you got to fucking try meth. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, not even three days out of being released from rehab because of the fact that my insurance didn't go through. So my insurance didn't go through and then they just basically released me like right out onto the streets again. And three days into it, I had, I fucking got hooked on meth. You know what and, I'm saying? And they told you about that while you were in this program. So Correct. you learned you pr probably before going into the program, you had an ad addiction with pills and you probably weren't thinking like, Hey, meth sounds like a great fucking idea so it's almost like you went in for help and it was like a double-edged sword and you met these other people and they're right. like hey dude if you like all this shit try meth yeah pretty much man that's how it went down like so like i like i started doing pills and shit when i was like 13 years old i think is the first time i ever did like a amphetamine pill and then by 14 15 i had found out via the internet via other people that i could coerce the doctors into giving me these pills in a prescription so i was going in faking like i had adhd like i'm probably not even faking it like so many people tell me that i probably do have adhd you know because of how fucking i jump around on shit so much but when it comes down to it it's just like bro when it comes down to like having adhd and stuff like i don't understand how basically giving you pharmaceutical meth would even help that you know what i'm saying mm. like for some people i guess it calms them down but for me bro i was tweaking the fuck out dog and i was tweaking out at a young age like i, I remember specifically bro in like uh in like the ends of middle school and the starting of high school like sitting there because i only i only fucking got to 10th grade and then i was out you know what i'm saying like it was 10th grade and then I was done. I was done though. And then I was hitting the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like I was hitting the streets at that point. And then I was just living on the streets and shit. And, um, something that I need to clear up too, because my mom fucking reamed in on me, bro. She reamed in on me about the fucking, uh, face of homelessness. That episode that I did when I was talking to all them and shit, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she was like, she basically like she had listened to it and she was like, Oh yeah, your whole story part. When you talked about yourself, you didn't say too much. And I'm like, well, yeah, I didn't say too much. Cause I, I was, I wasn't the fucking, I wasn't the like the center. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. I wasn't the, the, what I wanted anybody to be looking at at that point in time. Cause I, I'm off the streets. I have an apartment. I have a fucking job. You know, I'm blessed right now to have, to have what I do have. So I wasn't the focus of that video. I was just trying to interview people. But my mom's was all like, oh, yeah, you said all this, 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 and this. And it was like, so check it out. Like, I was homeless at 16, right? But it's like, when I was young and I was a kid, my parents were like, they were trying to fucking fight for me. The thing is, is my baby's mom, uh, the girl that I was with for like seven years and shit, she was constantly in dangerous ass situations all the time just being because her life was all fucking 
crazy and fucked up. And because of that, I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to have to stay by her side. I, I wanted to protect her, obviously, because the people in her life weren't doing any type of that at all. And then in the meantime of doing that shit and having that freedom as a kid, I, I, I went in and I dabbled on some other things and then I got addicted to drugs. So my mom's is just like she wanted, you know, I'm just making that clear on, on my part for my story is that like my whole shit very well could have been avoided had I just made the right decisions. And that's the thing is that like, you know what I'm saying? Had I just made the right decisions, but I didn't make the right decisions. And that's why we're sitting here talking about this today. Um, but so, yeah, no, I didn't make the right decisions, dog. And I ended up getting hooked on drugs and, you know, ended up learning about that lifestyle, uh, getting very much so involved in that lifestyle at a very young age. You know, like I said, I was 16 years old. And then basically it got to the point where my parents were like, he's fucked. You know what I'm saying? So then they didn't want to have no no deal with that. And, and you, you can't even blame them. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I done fucked a lot of shit up at my parents' house. I just showed up there, twacked out in the middle of the night, freaking out, screaming about shit, get the cops called, you know. They had a thing after when I was all tweaked out and shit where they had a little, like, they were talking with all the neighbors and shit. And it was like, if my truck rolled up, the neighbors would call the cops. Because wow. that's just how it was there, you know what I'm saying? Because I was so fuck, fucked off that they didn't want to have anything to do with that shit. And I, and I can't blame them, bro. I can't blame them because I was fucked off. You know what I'm so saying? It was, like a, it was like a neighborhood watch, but you were the you were the subject. You see this guy's truck. You fucking call the cops or exactly. Them hoes was conspiring against me, G. Yeah, straight up, so bro. Funny. Fucking motherfuckers, dude. They yeah, they were conspiring against you, boy, bro. Straight up, dude. Like um, yeah. So that it, it is how it is, man. That's that um yeah. So I don't know, man. I was going off on a fucking tangent there, but yeah, basically when it comes down to it, you know, like I had that episode, the last episode, the last monologue that I did when I was talking about addiction and shit, and I was talking about alcoholism and how alcoholism is affecting my life now. And it is affecting my life now. Like I don't do hard drugs anymore, you know, but I somehow, and it's not even somehow I know because when I was contracting and I was doing construction work, uh, it was pretty common for construction workers to end up in a bar. You know what I'm saying? On lunch break. It, it was just how it was. Like a lot of the people that are contractors, a lot of the dudes, that, like the, the electricians, the plumbers, all those guys, the demo work guys, all of them would end up in the bar, you know, on lunch. Because that's just, it is how it is. You don't have a boss. You are your own boss. So you can fucking show up at work, turn. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, as long as the job's getting done, done right, exactly. done correctly. If you had a couple beers or shots, whatever. I don't give matter. a fuck. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's, you know, there's not an OSHA guy there on site every single day overseeing everything that's happening. And even if there was one, put a fucking breathman in, smoke a cigarette, and you're good. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So basically, how it was is like I, we were going to the bar all the time, right? And I was the odd one out. I like I just kind of got sick of ordering a Dr Pepper that would be flat. <laughs> They would be flat every single time because they don't keep on top of their soda at a bar because that's not their priority. Yes. So I'd order a soda and I'd get a flat piece of shit fountain soda. So then I started drinking PBR. You know what I'm saying? The homie was drinking PBR. I said, fuck it all. I'll, I'll just do PBR. I'll just get PBR on tap every time. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, okay, whatever, whatever. And then my boss fucking uh, slipped me a screwdriver. And I, I couldn't even taste the alcohol. And she got another screwdriver. I couldn't even taste the alcohol. She got another one. And then before you know it, I was fucking wasted, you know? And I was just like, damn, this feels fucking good, dude. 
and that's when i became an alcoholic that moment right then and there if that <laughs> if that would have never happened i don't think i would have ever became an alcoholic i hated drinking dude dude that's that's it's not funny but it's ironic that you say that because when i moved to maine and um uh, was kicking the hair when i literally we literally did our last shots um uh, september 4th 10 years ago so i guess 2013 and hopped on a plane did the long ass ride to maine and i had a little bit easier time kicking because i've done this before you know my fiance was not she didn't have the greatest of times so there was lots of nyquil lots of tylenol pms lots of yeah. moaning lots of groaning but i was never a big drinker at all like I would go to a party when I was like 16, 17 and I would have two or three beers and I was fucking litty titties and God forbid I had like a shot of tequila and then smoke the bowl. Oh man, dude, game yeah. over, dude. Game uh, over. Also, but also, also during that time I was also popping pills. So my, my, my drug of choice was opiates. So whether that was Norco's, whether that was Oxycontin, Percocet. Um, and it also didn't help at the time. Lil White. Had the song Oxycontin, which was yeah. like shit. Like if and, and yep. it was just, it was a thing, dude. Like it was God, yeah, man, what a crazy time. And there was just so many of my friends and my friends and family during that time where that was like the thing to do. Like you right. throw a couple pills back, like it was a it, just like everything else. It was cool. It was cool. Um and I then mean, once they, you, honestly it still kind of is. You know it, what I'm saying? No, they, I mean, they, now, they're still making it like that. If 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 I, I believe this wholeheartedly that if I was not clean, if I, if I hadn't have been clean, like if I got, if, if, how, how can I fucking word this? The, the past few years, there was no fentanyl when I was using drugs. It didn't yeah. exist. Never heard of it. I think like the most hardcore shit other than heroin was like a lot. That was like, whoa, you got a lot of this. shit's crazy. So fentanyl, is like on a whole from what i know is on a whole fucking other level so yeah I it is god man that i got my shit together now because i know i know i would be dead because yeah. they're they're pressing this fentanyl into xanax they're putting it into what you might think is a percocet or you might think is a vicodin it's or in everything even meth it's, bro it's in yeah. meth it's in cocaine it's it's crazy because it's even in the uppers and i like i remember back when i was like addicted to meth back when i was like a kid and shit and i was smoking meth as a kid I remember getting suited as fuck and diggling around and doing all sorts of crazy shit. But then I remember this last time when I started doing meth again, um, I had fentanyl test kits that I would get from harm reduction centers or fucking needle exchanges. And, um, which I have a video on these harm reduction centers by this guy that he shared that I want to, that I'm going to share too. Cause it's just, it's fucking crazy. And this is Biden's America. Thanks Biden. Thank you, Joe Biden. You fucking piece of shit. Cocksucker. You cocksucker. Um, but like yeah basically bro like this shit's fucking wild like <laughs> um i mean it's it's good for the fucking like i got the narc like i got narcan right here you know what i'm saying i got narcan right here right just because i'm a maintenance guy and i work at this property so that's one good thing that you can get from these harm reduction centers but otherwise it's all enabling you know what i'm saying and uh the shit's pretty wild but th let me let me uh, go ahead and just skip to that i'm gonna share my screen and share uh show this video that i have on tiktok here um it's pretty fucked up, Sheffy, so buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. Here it is. 
I'm going to go right in here in the San Francisco harm reduction site, and I'm going to see what kind of um, paraphernalia they're giving out today. They gave me a whole box of syringes. This is a whole box of syringes. Those are a whole box of syringes. I mean, literally f for free. You can't even get a plastic straw in San Francisco, let alone they're just giving away as many needles as you want. I have um, Narcans. I have these sanitary cookers. I have yeah. tie-offs to tie off your arm. I came out with saline water, clean saline packages to cook the dope with. These are to hold, these little tie-offs are to hold to hold these like this, you twist it around there so you don't burn your hand while you're cooking the dope. Anybody can just come into this place and, and grab these bags full of equipment. For free. And uh, little cotton swabs to, to suck the dope up through. I asked them what this was for. This is a new one that they're giving out, these chopsticks. And they said it was a, a pusher for a glass pipe so you could push your crack inside the pipe more. Brillo pad to filter the crack in the pipe. Then they give you these straws right and these mouthpieces for the meth pipe the most alarming thing was I asked where I could go to get some help to get clean what program can I get into right now to get clean and off the streets and they had no idea nothing I'm gonna go they right now to San Francisco arm reduction they have nothing dude they literally have nothing bro and it's it's sad dude it's fucking sad I'm talking like I'm I'm talking like dude like me and my baby's mom bro we were homeless on the streets and going through shit like this and like I used to go to these needle exchanges and shit because of the fact that I was allegedly doing stuff that had to do with uh maybe doing that yeah, whatever but I I would go and get fucking clean needles for people right because I was sick of seeing motherfuckers Sitting, I like, dude. I remember I was sitting there in the trap house and watching motherfuckers sharpen their needles with sandpaper that they've been using forever and ever and ever. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers sitting there can't even get their shit poked in, and so they start crying because they can't get the hit. You know what I'm saying? Like dull oh. shit, like fucked up shit, like that, bro. And I'm gonna put a fucking, I'm gonna put a warning or whatever warning label on this episode because this is gonna be a lot of fucked up shit that I just got cooped up in my head. Um. We're gonna be talking about a lot of fucked up shit, you know. No, that's so. good. That's good to get that shit out, dude. That's good to get that shit out. I'm, uh, yeah, dude. Like you would at least think that that dude going in there and getting all like I, I, I get the needle thing. I mean, I, I remember there was times where, um, I really like needed a fucking new needle, and I, or I didn't have one. My tip broke or whatever, and then you you score your shit and and you you know you're usually there with a couple of people and someone else has got a needle might not have an extra one for you what do you do you share it you know do you do you risk pepsi god knows what else and it's it's tough but like the 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 fact that they didn't even hand this dude a fucking pamphlet no no like, literally like at least a pamphlet maybe not even a phone number but just a pamphlet like hey man here's a couple local resources you can go to they can help you out. Maybe, maybe you're. They can help you out for a week or two, and then if you don't have insurance, you're kind of fucked. But mm -hmm. at least a starting point. You know what I mean? At least somewhere to start, other than handing them. Um, and I think that's a whole nother conspiracy, which just kind of clicked in my head. Um, is it's it's I think it's a form of population reduction right there. It, yes, it's absolutely population control. You know, um, there. It, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like 
It's like these people already have the bullets. They're just handing them the gun. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? We didn't like, give them no drugs. No, it, but you made it exactly. a hell of a lot easier for them to do what they got to do. Yeah. Because I know there's been times for me where I've gotten my shit. And again, maybe I don't have a needle, even though that's really what I want. And I know that's going to make me feel the best. I'm smoking it. then. I'm still doing it, but I'm smoking it. But now you have all these needles. You're fucking set. And then another thing that I that I remember is that you would trade, you know, X amount of needles and then you can get some extra heroin or whatever drug of choice because these dudes want clean shit, you know. Right. So it's now it's like a now it's like a bartering tool, you know. Hey, you, you, you turn your dirties in and you get cleans in return. Yep. yep. I so I got I got a story to tell really quick that's some crazy shit, bro. And uh it was back in the day, you know, when I was still using and shit and I was tweaking and I was on the streets and I was homeless and shit, like I would go and I and if I saw cars that had been tagged or whatever that had been abandoned, they may already have been stolen, you know. If I would see a car out there, I'd go fucking like pop the trunk of the bitch open and rip the speakers out of it or what I whatever. You know, I'd go fuck I'd go fuck random ass cars up that were fucking abandoned on the side of the road and shit. So I was out in the fucking industrials of the spot where I live near or where I've been grown up in. And uh there was this like Crown Vic or something, or like a Mercury or something. It was something with a big ass trunk, you know what I'm saying? And I had walked up to it, and I see the windows had been pried down on it, and it had the marking on the back because the cops had already seen it, and, like, all the door panels of this bitch had been ripped off, all the speakers were out, all the shit, like, it, it was fucked up. Like, the in- interior was fucked up, so I knew I knew they already fucked it up, you know what I'm saying? So I opened the door of it, and I was, like, trying to pop the trunk, the trunk put it open, I was like, man, man, we need some shit in the trunk. And I used to have this fucking pry bar that I called the key to the city, the key. and, uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. and this pry bar was literally a six foot pry bar dude it was it was probably even more than that but it was like an uh, aluminum like it was like a it was like a square uh tube that had a pry bar at the end of it but it was super big and super long and the fucking pry part was super uh and it was like aluminum so it was super lightweight you know what i'm saying and it was hollow but it was like a it was fr- you could just fucking pop that bitch on anything. Yeah, pop. It would pop anything open. So I called it the key to the city, dude. And <laughs> you best believe I was doing some diggle shit with that bad boy. Diggleisms, dude. Let's go. Diggleisms, yo. And I, so fucking, I took the key to the city. I, I backed the truck up to this bitch, and I took the key out, and I stuck her in the trunk of this car. Because I was like, there's got to be something in there. I was trying to pull the seats down. I couldn't get to the back of it. I was like, the fuck, man. So I pried the trunk open, right? You ever seen Saw 2? I've, yes. You know that scene when he throws that bitch into the pit of needles? Yes. Okay, you know how it just looks when there's like just needles on, on top of needles? Yeah. A pit of needles? That's how. That's what was in this trunk. I'm telling you, this whole trunk was filled up with dirties, dude, to the brim ski. It was crazy. It was fucking crazy. I, I fucking freaked out. Like, I, for one, like, I've I've used once in my life. Twice, maybe. Once or twice, okay? I didn't like it. It freaked me out. I've always been scared of hypodermic needles. So when I saw this, I, just, like, I was already tweaking out, but, like, I, I popped that trunk open, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> and i ran away from that bitch and just left it there you know what i'm saying 
it was crazy dude but yeah it was basically like the saw pit of needles bro it was terrible and disgusting <laughs> dude and that's yeah that gives I, I obviously i wasn't there but that gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies just thinking about it it gives me the heebie-jeebies thinking about it too all yeah. the orange caps probably popped off so if you slipped or put your hand in there grab something in the back uh, you're, you're getting fucking yeah. poked fuck that yeah dude it, it, it was yeah dude it was like it was basically like literally a swimming pool you know of needles like comparatively to what that shit you know what i'm saying like if you would have thrown a midget into that trunk it would have been that scene of saw <laughs> like literally dude midget would have been fucked up dude you've been like sir get the key bitch yeah, yeah and i can't you, find it <laughs> you you uh you mentioned like you you've had you had like a fear of of needles it's weird because i i did at the same i did as well i was like there's no way there's no fucking yeah, way. Yeah, until like, you take that first hit. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I remember like driving around um with my with my dad and my stepmom and my stepbrother, and we we're driving around town and there was like dude, we we're just driving. Just I think we we're driving to dinner and there's a dude like with his pants sagging. And I remember I was like, Oh, look at that fucking pothead fucking loser. <laughs> and and the funny thing is at the time my parents grew weed. I didn't know it. I didn't know that they were growing weed. It, my dad always called them fruitless tomato plants. So I can just <laughs> yeah. imagine my parents sitting, you know, my dad and the stepmom sitting in the front seat, be like, "Oh fuck, dude!" Like, like this kid in the back thinks like weeds the devil. And anyhow, I would have never thought, dude, in a million fucking years that I would ever rely on, like, ever do drugs intravenously, you know. Yeah. Let alone do drugs at all. You know, you, you, I hadn't, I had no desire to smoke weed. This is when I was like 14. And then as soon as I got into high school, I had some buddies that smoke and it's just a fucking, I, I mean, I don't want to say it's a gateway drug because I know a lot of fucking stoners that stayed and remain stoners. But I also think it's, it's not only just peer pressure, but I think a lot of it's just the things you deal with in life. You know, you, I dealt with a lot of crazy shit growing up. You know, me and my stepdad did not fucking get along. There's a lot of fucked up shit there. And, uh, it was a nice escape, dude. Fucking get home get from stoned. fucking school. Yeah. Go to work. I'd smoke a bowl. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, throw a Norco back and just lay in my bed and fucking veg out. Yep. Watch some cooking shows or whatever. And, and then it slowly just gets it just gets bad and bad and bad. I actually checked myself into um, rehab when I was 16. Oh. Yeah, I told my Lindsay's. mom. I was like, she kind of already knew something was going on, but I just, one day, I just fucking, my mom's always been, you know, very upfront with me and wanted the same back. Like, hey, if you're ever going to a party with your friends, like, I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to, she didn't necessarily condone it, but it was like, I know there's going to be drinking involved, but her thing was like, if there's no one to drive you home, fucking call me. Right. For sure. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be in trouble, but call me. And there's been fucking multiple times where I had to call my mom, either me or the cops had to call my mom. Like, Hey, you got to come pick your kid up. Right. Um, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's where I was getting at. Yeah. So one day I was just like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I have an, I have a problem with pain pills. And so I checked into uh, Loma Linda. I think it's called the BMC is what we call it here in Southern California. And I checked in and I'm dude, I remember that place. Like it was like scared straight for like really, really, really bad kids. Mm -hmm. Cause the people in there, dude, 
it was sad. All of them were under 18. I was in like a, a obviously a program for, for teenagers or kids. Yeah. And it was really fucking sad, man. There's one kid in there. I'll never forget. I'll, there's like four of them. I'll never, ever, ever forget. And uh, one of them was just shaking, dude. He wouldn't stop fucking shaking. And this kid was addicted to Xanax, right? But it was it was obviously prescribed by a doctor. Right, and the yeah. doctor wasn't, like, getting a handle on his shit. So it wasn't even like, hey, you're stealing from your parents. You're doing bad things. You're a drug addict. It was like, no, this kid just innocently, like, gained this addiction to fucking Xanax. And he just couldn't stop fucking shaking. And there was this other little girl in there. I don't know what her deal was. She's a little short white as the fucking sun and she just would not stop saying i'm sorry 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 all fucking smoked out yeah Yeah. but no but she 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 looked like a a little girl that gets straight a's in school like i don't think she was i think because it was also there just for other issues it wasn't necessarily just for drugs Right, there was people yeah. in there with other issues, so I'm like, man, dude, like, I wonder what her home life is like. I, I thought my right, home it's life probably was gonna bad. be fucked off, dude. It's yeah, probably gonna dude. be fucked off. And I remember but, the visiting he, hours, dude. Her dad and her family came up, and I don't mean to judge, but he just looked like a hillbilly fucking pedophile, dude. Yes, dude. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you, you can always not... acquaint it. You got, you always got to blame the fucking yeah, yeah, dude. It just didn't seem right. It didn't. Dad's seem or right. uncles, man. When they are all fucked off looking, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, we just get the vibe just and vibes, like, dude. Vibe yeah. check, dude, real quick, and then be like, "Yeah, you're a fucking pedo." But, but the, the the craziest yeah, dude, thing, real crazy. Quick, the, the craziest thing is, I didn't realize I was about to be uh, released that day. I had no idea. So we went to like it was we had like little group meetings, right? And I'm sitting down. I look next to me, and there's this girl. She looks like a fucking skeleton. Skeleton, dude. She's probably like six foot tall. Just sucked up, bags under her eyes, pale as a ghost. Um, and I remember that one of the counselors sat down next to her and opened up her tray of food. The rest of us all got to go eat. We, we were able to go, like, actually go eat, like, in the cafeteria. Yeah. For her, she, she wasn't mentally there, so they had to bring her her food. And she opens up her fucking little, little styrofoam tray, man, grabs her plastic fork and fucking starts hacking at her arms dude like hardcore and it was a plastic fork it wasn't metal but it did some damage dude and scared the fuck out of me yeah and, and then they gave her what's called booty juice oh yep old, yep yeah boom. oh yeah yeah she was out and they threw her in the fucking padded room and i was fucking trauma i was like dude i am never doing drugs again because i never want to come back here this is terrible yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and yeah anyhow, that's that was my straight, little bro. that was my little short story it didn't work it didn't work it worked for a while right and then i went right back to it but yeah going back to what you said um you know going into these programs you know sometimes they fuck you up even worse than you were when you went in i think so too yeah for sure you know yeah but uh hey chefy i gotta i gotta go take care of something right quick um when i get back though let's continue on with this conversation i'm gonna go ahead and end this zoom meeting now but then uh i'll i'll hit you with the link uh when i get back and then we'll continue on with the convo all right all right let's fucking do right, it dude. dude i got i got much more to say and i'm sure you do too I yeah I do too I do too uh, all right all right G, we'll get it. back in a second yep yes sir all right bye Pasta. Yeah. I got a little bit of flour all right cool chef we're back at it now um, we are back at it after that long break that was a long break that was like a twenty four hour break yeah man it's all right 
Then I gotta go, go do something really quick. I gotta go do, do something really quick. <laughs> Ended up at a bowling alley, you know, in an arcade. Getting some around. strikes. Just doing some stuff, man, you know. Like, I was, hey, chef, I'll be right back, you know. Um, so, that turned Perfect. into a whole tangent thing. Uh, met a cool, cool dude there at the, the bowling alley. The guy who is also a chef. Really? Which is kind of a weird, yeah, yeah. Yeah, walked up to us and gave us the phone number and shit. Was like, yeah, you guys seem cool. Like Fucking, uh, swinger status? No, no, I don't think like that. I don't think like that. Just like walked up and I was like asking like, hey, man, you like fuck you ever fuck with DMT? <laughs> you know, dude was like, yeah, fucking crazy, dude. And it was it was intense. So I've been talking to him. The dude plays Call of Duty, too. So we're going to smash on some Call of Duty with him at some point. Yes. He's got it on Xbox. I just don't know if he's got like a Discord or whatnot, but you know what'd be dope is to smoke some DMT with the intentions of getting like a bomb ass recipe. And then and then come back and be in the intentions of getting yeah. a bomb ass recipe. Yeah. And then coming it back. It would be like some quantum physical recipe that you wouldn't be able to like fully understand when you you know what I'm saying? The you know what's crazy about DMT is that and I know this is crazy because this is like an episode about like drug use, but I don't even really classify DMT as a drug. I don't think it is. I mean, no. like I understand that it is in the certain sense, like you look at the like a drug and it's like something that modifies the human brain or whatever. Uh, you can call all sorts of different things drugs, but they're not sitting here talking about caffeine like, oh, if you're, you're, you're drinking coffee every morning, you're a fucking crackhead. You know what I'm saying? But if you're smoking DMT every week, some people are probably going to assume that you're like a fucking psychedelic, like psychedelic hippie, like, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that. Or, oh, you're smoked out type of drug user. Um, I don't really yeah, know, though, man. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't classify um, DMT mushrooms. I think those, when done, like, I don't know anyone that's fucking hooked on mushrooms or hooked on DMT. Like, like, God damn it, I gotta get hurry up and get my paycheck yeah. so I get my DMT. No, I, I don't, need to I don't get think some it's DMT like that. right now. I need to fucking blast off. Yeah, same and same thing with mushrooms. I need to talk mushrooms. to the machine elves. <laughs> All sad, but they've only you know I've never done DMT, but as far as mushrooms go, whenever I eat mushrooms, um, now you know it's obviously in low doses, micro doses, however you want to call it. Um, but nothing but positive things have ever came out of that. I've never ate some mushrooms and gotten in an argument with my lady. I've never ate some mushrooms and went out and did stole some shit or did some dumb stuff. So yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I would categorize that into, uh, a drug. Right. Right. And especially when you look at the way that they schedule or they classify the drugs, you know, the drug scheduling or whatever. You know, they, they have DMT and mushrooms in the same category. And I, I don't know what scheduled drugs they are, but they have them in the same category. I mean, they, they basically label DMT and mushrooms more harmful for human consumption than like meth or heroin in the way that they schedule these drugs. Like you can literally get in more trouble for having a gram of DMT than you would for having a gram of meth. Which is insane to me. It's it's insane to me because meth is just so extremely harmful to people. And uh, heroin is so extremely harmful to people. And, like, they're really cracking down on fentanyl right now, obviously, because we're having such an insane fucking crisis with this fentanyl shit. And we're having so many people dropping dead all over the place all the time. You know what I'm saying? 
yeah and it's infected. like we we have dude it's insane dude just the other day i had and i think i i i i, I don't think i've talked about this on anti-slave or on uh sunday night but i talked about this at some point but i'm pretty sure it was on uh another show that i was on i just can't fucking remember which one but dude we had some crackhead bitch come fucking uh busting into the uh uh complex here where i work and she literally just came busting in and was like oh you got any drugs you got any drugs i'm like no i don't have any drugs and then she was like walking through asking my tenants that they had drugs and shit and then she knocked on some lady's door and it was insane i just kept getting calls on the emergency phone about her about this crazy ass lady running around acting like fucking all smoked out and that's like that fucking fentanyl shit dude it literally zombifies people and turns them fucking retarded it's insane yeah, i'm pretty sure i just read something i don't i'm not a hundred percent but I, I saw like a, a thing on the news where this girl this mom had took her son in because she believed that he was overdosing on fentanyl right and the doctor said there was no fentanyl in his system, but I guess when they do, if you're in an emergency room and they do the uh, uh, emergency uh, toxicology report, they do not test for fentanyl, which was confusing to me because it's, it listed like the five main things that they test for and opioids was one of them. And I was, I was under the, the understanding that fentanyl was an opioid, is it not? It, yeah, I'm pretty sure fentanyl is an opioid. Yeah, but I guess yeah, it's just I guess, a super intense one. Yeah, but I, apparently it doesn't pop up and register on these tests that they that they give uh, in the emergency rooms. So the kid ended up getting discharged uh, from the hospital and then fucking OD'd the next day and died. No shit. Yeah, after the mom was like, "No, I'm pretty sure he's doing fentanyl," and the doctor's like, "It would have popped up on the toxicology report and it didn't." So then I think that I don't know, kind of fucked up, man. That is extremely fucked up. There's a, there's such a large, uh, such a high high rate of of overdoses, dude. Of overdoses and deaths involving uh, the fentanyl epidemic that is going on right now. You know, like it used to just be like an opioid type thing where it was like people were popping, you know, uh, Percocets. They were popping all sorts of fucking pills and shit. They were getting all fucked up. They were doing heroin, you know, uh, phar- pharma- pharmaceuticals, narcos, you know. And, like, it just evolved, bro. And I, I, it's insane because when I was, like, I, I was, like, dude, I've been, so, again, since we're talking on this episode about addiction and stuff, like, I was on drugs for a long time. And I was, like, on the streets and shit. And I was, like, uh homeless and like a a lot just you know kind of perusing around in different little communities whether it be like these little fucking riverside communities and shit where people are posted up or compounds and shit or different trap houses uh you know different apartment complexes there were different apartment complexes where there was like a large majority of the people there were tweakers Oh yeah. So you could go to those apartment complexes and chill out with these people and shit, or post up in that parking lot, and or just like at different at different people's houses at different spots and shit. And it was just you when the fentanyl came in, 
because I remember everybody being addicted to heroin. I remember yeah. everybody being addicted to heroin. That's what all my friends, like a lot of my friends, and then there were still people overdosing and dying. You know what I'm saying? But when it did happen, it was like few and far in between. But it did happen. It's not. It's not like it never happened. It did happen. And I'm not downplaying how harmful heroin was to the general populace in America. But what I'm saying is, is the fat, the fentanyl, dude. That shit is fucking insane. It's fucking insane. I've never done heroin. I've never done fentanyl. Um, <clears throat> I've done like Percocets and stuff, and I've done like Vicodin and shit. But I, like that's as far as it's ever gone. I've never done heroin. I've never done fentanyl, and I never would do that shit. Um, just because it's not for one, it's not even really like my style of doc like i like to be up and do diggle shit and like run around and you know what i'm saying not be um, sl- slouched over a couch fucking burning your burning your pants with with a cigarette and yeah that right. the whole nodding thing man it, it's not not for everybody no it's not and i used to and i and i used to like i used to hang because i would hang out with all sorts of people everybody would be doing stuff and not like there was literally two separate occasions in which like one time i had i handed my homie my bong and he was going to hit my bong and shit and then he fucking nodded out and dropped my bong and broke it on the ground and i had another homie drop my pipe on the ground and break it too so i was just never with the shit i was like you guys can't even fucking get out and go diggling (laughs) like i always wanted to go diggling but then all the homies were sitting there nodding out so i just like fuck okay i'm out and i hop on my mountain bike and ride out into the night you know and go do my shit but i had the same thing happen to me i had a buddy that was i mean i was also doing this shit at the same time too but um i usually didn't have enough money to get that fucked up um but yeah i i did have a homie that dropped dropped the i believe it was either a bong or a pipe just fucking nodded the fuck out yeah shit's terrible man shit's terrible the fentanyl i'm so blessed that i went through my addiction when i did because I, I think I said this yesterday. I'd be dead right now if fentanyl was a thing when I was using. I'd be dead. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. In my yeah, mind. it's no become, doubt. It's become a case for a lot of people, man. Honestly, and that and that's what I'm kind of saying when it has to do with like the overdoses. Like I like I said, I remember there being overdoses with heroin and people and losing people to heroin. But after this fentanyl shit kind of started coming out, and like when when you're active and like out on the streets and you're doing stuff when this stuff is happening you you absolutely notice the change you know what i'm saying like the people went from being like semi strung out you know what i'm saying like they didn't look good you know they're kind of gray they'd be up for a couple of days or they'd be sleeping for a couple of days or however what however it may be it went from that to people being straight up zombified and like some people you can't even fucking communicate with them and they don't make sense anymore because they're so fucking high. And and it goes like that. It goes like that. They get so fucked up and they get so fucked off and so strung out on the fentanyl. And it, when it first came out, like a lot of these people were graduating from needles. Now they didn't need to use needles anymore. They could hit foil and smoke a little bit of this pill and it would get them higher than taking a shot would for heroin. So a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I'm stepping down. Like, I'm making progress. But yeah. in reality, you're – and this shit, dude, it, there has to be a fucking conspiracy in why this is getting imported into America because it's coming a lot – a lot of it's coming from California. And there's – and it's a weird reason why there it's it's being cut into everything, absolutely everything. They're finding fentanyl in everything. Yeah, it's They're in, finding it's fentanyl in meth, cocaine. 
Yep. Xanax. There's uh uh they're yeah, they're 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 I don't know how they're fucking doing it, but they're getting the the molds for different different pills. So they have the, the little set of numbers on there to identify what they are. And they're getting a hold of these presses and they're adding fentanyl into shit. Cause like one of the most dangerous things, and you mentioned this earlier, is a, is a lot of people like back, at least back when I was younger, when when shit when people would you know overdose and die a lot of it was because they were taking uh barbiturates with opiates so one of these things is telling you to mellow out calm down slows down your heart rate and then the the other ones are speeding you up and so doing the two together was fucking killing people yeah and now yeah now they they you might think you're just getting a xanax off the street or a volume off the street and little do you know that it's it's also laced with fucking fentanyl and it's crazy too because i remember when when i when i was a kid going through um uh i guess like elementary school they always said don't don't smoke weed it wasn't even necessarily that the weed was bad it was more so the way that i remember taking it is that you could take a bad hit of weed that could be laced with something, which I have never once in my 32 years of life have ever witnessed any weed that's laced with something. But um, yeah, now now it's terrible, man. I mean, you see these videos. There was a, a video that surfaced about a year or two ago of a cop that pulled over uh, pulled over a guy or a gal, and I believe he just opened up, or it was either just like particles of fentanyl, or he opened up a baggie. And it kind of like wafted out and he fucking straight OD'd right there. Didn't even just touched it. So and I know what it, what it was in that, in that one, as I remember that story is the lady was smoking it inside of the car. Oh, okay. she was smoking it off foil inside of the car. And when they rolled the window down, the smoke wafted out into his face and he breathed a little bit of it in and it killed him. Yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy. That's just, that's just the show. I mean, anyone listening right now, that shit's no fucking joke, dude. That's no joke. No joke. I know, I know um, there's been reports of um, in California and other states where people are putting fentanyl on shopping carts, on the handles of the shopping carts, and it just absorbs into your skin. So you don't even have to, there doesn't have to be a smoke. You don't have to put it in your nose. You don't have to put it in your veins. You don't have to put it in your mouth. Just the fact of you touching can cause an overdose and possibly kill you. But yeah, it's scary stuff, man. Scary, scary, scary stuff. stuff. But, it doesn't make fucking yeah. sense to me, honestly. But, but no, I, I think you're right. I think there is a, a conspiracy. I, I do think that they are, they're planning this shit just like they did with the crack epidemic. You know, that was all planted. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. It wasn't one random dude that's like, hey, man, I'm going to try this crazy recipe. I think I can make some crack. No, this was all brought into these primarily black communities and was fucking destroying people. It was yeah. all planted, and that's from the good old government. That wasn't just from a random dude. Good know? old government and Joe fucking Biden. Yep. Joe Biden was, he was, uh, he he put he put a lot of those fucking laws into whatever the shits or he, did. he was one of the people that were like voting on it or some shit. I, I can't remember how the fuck that even goes because I don't know shit about politics. But he had something to do with that shit, bro. And he had something to do with the fact that if people got caught with any type of crack rock, they were going to fucking prison, dude. And now we got Hunter Biden <clears throat> smoking crack on camera, you know. 
which is all... dude, there was a story i wanted to go into and like not 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 right now or tonight but another time too about fucking uh hunter biden and uh that laptop story i wanted to go into something he's suing some motherfuckers dude like hunter biden is suing people yeah that that i'm suing you i gotta get my cat off the counter no you're good you're good she is a dumb kitty all right i'm back sorry she almost destroyed my atlas book i need that for uh journeys all right i'm back i'm back i'm back you're back chef i'm back yeah my cat was going for my ribs eh no yeah i can't have that could not have it dude could not have it nope you're lucky the cat would drag the whole fucking rack of ribs onto the fucking floor yeah well she dragged uh she tried to drag the at like i have this atlas like this map thing this book that's like the of the united states or whatever i found it in a unit that uh somebody moved out of that was like on the counter all opened up with a bunch of shit laying on top of it and i went to push the cat off the counter and she fucking clawed onto the fucking the atlas spiral yeah the spirally part of it and fucking pulled half of it down and some other shit onto the floor so she did successfully get some shit onto the floor yeah she always does yeah my cat's same shit dude all night long middle of the night dude fucking knocking shit over left and right acting crazy left and right left and right and we got four of them dude so Four cats, two of which are 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 like little teenager cats, so they're fucking assholes. But um, anyhow, yeah, dude. Um, as you're talking about, we were talking about fentanyl, and we kind of already went over this briefly on Sunday Night Secret Society. But the the trank, dude, the trank yeah. is terrible, man. Yeah, thought, that shit's next level. I mean, these dudes are just they're standing straight up. But they're fucking halfed over, like they're they're tying their shoes for like two hours. Right. They're just Don't. completely nodded the fuck out, dude. Yeah. Don't do drugs, folks. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Don't do fucking drugs. Oh God, it's terrible. But the thing, you know, the thing is though, too, Sheffy, is it's like when you think about it, man. How. If there was supposed to, if there was supposedly or, you know, suggested to be some sort of global takeover at any point in time, anywhere like, well, OK, so America back in like the times of the Cold War. Right. And uh, World War Two, all that type of shit. When when there was shits going on back in the day, dude. They. We own a lot of fucking firearms, right? Mm-hmm. And you see, they're trying to cut back a lot on that. They're trying to get a bunch of different regulations in place and stuff so people won't be able to have as easy access to firearms anymore. Um, but also, too, like, they could, like, that could be one strategic element, dude, to just, like, fuck the nation up. You know what I'm saying? Like, completely fuck them up. Fuck the people up. Get them addicted to shit. Get them addicted to pharmaceuticals. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of, if it's not fentanyl, it's other things. It's pills. It's antidepressants, 
you know, other, other, other types of pharmaceuticals, like a large percentage of people in America are on pharmaceuticals. Did you know, you know, what's crazy, dude? Um, it's like a lot of other places in the world. It's not even legal for pharmaceutical companies to run ads on TV. It's not even fucking legal. I think almost it's, in every other country, it's banned. It's not. You don't see, like, Viagra commercials, or you don't see Cialis commercials, and you don't see, like, antidepressants commercials. You don't see shit like that with the long-ass, like, it's crazy. They just don't do that. And, like, Big Pharma is such an insane thing in America. You know? It's, it's, it's fucking it's, intense, dude. They're And they're all tied together, man. All of them are tied together, in my my opinion. And I don't think, I don't think they're out for, for good, you know, like I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure my daughter has like ADD or ADHD and there's been family members that are like, Hey, like, why don't you just, you know, maybe get her on some medication. It might help. And I'm like, absolutely the fuck not, dude. Fuck that. Not yeah. happening. Not no. happening. Not happening, Jack not happening it's, it's fucking terrible dude it's terrible and i think a lot of it too and i could be wrong but there was a lot of mental health issues going on during this pandemic right right a lot of people who are very social me included um very 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 social that's all i did at work was talk i gave tours i talked all fucking day that's all i did now granted when i got home i was pretty quiet because i was fucking out of talking um, and it, and it wore me down, but when this whole pandemic shit started and I got stuck at home for, you know, God knows how long, I don't, I don't exactly remember, but it fucked me up, dude. It fucked me up. I was waking up every single day at 11 PM, bro. That's when my day started and I slept all fucking day, but 11 PM, that's when I rise and rise and rise and shine. Um, and with that being said, the whole, like the lockdowns fucked up a lot of people, um, it was more difficult to go in and get to be seen by a doctor. Um, I know they have the the little doctor apps that you can get now to where you can actually speak with the doctor about yeah. depression, about anxiety, whatever it is that you have going on virtually. But I don't think there was enough things and resources to actually help these people out. And I feel like with that being said, I, I do believe and again, I don't know the exact numbers of like fentanyl deaths, but I feel like they got a lot fucking higher afterwards. They did, you know, yeah. and, and I got unemployment money, man. I'm not going to lie. I got unemployment money. Um, think again, thank God I wasn't on drugs because if I had been on drugs and I got all that money, pff, all fucking bad. But imagine oh, yeah. all the other people who were like scrounging and scrounging on the streets and stealing this and pawning that selling this. And then they get a fucking fat check for a couple thousand dollars, dude. I guarantee you that wiped out a good amount of fucking drug users. Just yep. because now they have the money, they can buy an abundance of whatever drug of choice they wanted. And again, with fentanyl being so prevalent uh, during the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I think there was a little bit dude, of Dude, like that could have been a fucking... Oh, dude, that's insane. I wouldn't, dude, I wouldn't doubt, I, I would not doubt this, that there's probably more fucking fentanyl deaths and heroin deaths than there actually fucking were, and, oh, and suicides, than there actually were legit COVID-19 deaths. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I can almost fucking guarantee that. For sure. Yeah, it, there was a huge, 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 huge jump and all that shit when the uh, the old pandemski take takes place. You know, the pandemski. You know, so yeah, that shit was intense, man. It was intense, and uh, it was. It fucked a lot of people up, man. I lost uh, during that time. God, within the last ten years, man, I've lost so many fucking people, dude. So many people. And at first, it was, like, shocking, like, getting out of high school and, like, hearing about someone dying. You're like, oh, my fucking God, you know, that's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm fucking immune to that shit now. I mean, it's still sad, but it doesn't, like, fuck me up in the head as bad as it used to because I'm so conditioned to it. Right. You know? It's, oh, man, dude. I I, I literally, if I... I thought about this at one point in doing like a like a tattoo on my arm or somewhere on my body with the list of names of of people that I grew up with that have passed away. There's not enough room on my body. And I think a lot of people can can agree with that as far as um having been through and dealing with the same shit. I I think that's the real problem that we have right now is 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 fentanyl. Fentanyl and drugs, man. I think it's the the one of the the issues that needs to have a little bit more eyes on it, more resources, but not the resources as far as the clip that you played uh, yesterday mm-hmm. with the guy that went in there and got a fucking, I mean, he didn't get like a bag of needles, dude. That dude got a box of bags of needles. So, and then remember he, he goes in and asks, he says, Hey, like I'm on drugs. Is there any, like, is, can you turn me in any direction so I can get help? And they had no fucking resources. They did just about everything except for hand and fucking some more drugs. Yeah, pretty you much. Know? Right, right. They give you the gun, but not the bullet. Yep. You know, basically. I would uh, really like to do a part two of this too, man, because I have a good friend who's uh, been in and out of prison, uh, on and off of drugs, and he's fucking killing it right now, man fucking killing it but this dude he's got some stories that would hopefully um would scare the shit out of people and hopefully make them think twice before they decide to pick up pick up drugs because i'm telling you man this dude he can write a fucking book on on all the shit that that went down in his life and um it's always good to see people like that that have turned the page you know Mm -hmm. such as you and i you know we don't use drugs no more we drink some beer smoke some weed yeah. Little mushrooms, little DMT here and there, but um ain't nothing too bad, yeah. No, I know too bad. Could be could be a lot worse, man. Could be a lot worse. Absolutely could be a lot worse. You could be like you know, it could be like Dan Schneider being addicted to fucking little children's feet. Yeah, you could yeah, dude. That yeah, that guy starts fucking shaking and shit when he hasn't had a little foot stuffed in his face in the last couple of hours, dude. Yep. When he hasn't it's... snarfed some fucking toe cheese and shit. He, you know what I'm saying? He likes stinky feet. Nasty motherfucker. Yeah, yeah he's will, a dirty, dirty dog. I will pay you $100, but you got to promise me you haven't showered in like five weeks. And I'm five weeks. Your feet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Four weeks, yeah. I can smell the difference. Don't do it. Yep. You're, I'm going to get my money back. Mm-hmm. And it has to be on the set of iCarly. And it has to be on the set of iCarly. Absolutely, dude. Dirty fucker, dude. God, I hate that guy. That was one of my favorites. So if you guys haven't seen that Sunday Night Secret Society, I believe we were with the Hush Hush Society, and I think it was uh, 
on, on the headlines was Ann Hesh. Man, that turned into a fucking roast. Of I don't think any of us expected that. We were just kind of just randomly no. like digging in a little bit, and no, yeah, we're like no, this can't be fucking real, dude. This it just had to, dude. In order, there's just like so much evidence of it, like just right there, and like. Obviously, you remember, I remember it when fucking Nickelodeon, the logo of Nickelodeon was literally a fucking foot. Yep. So Dan Schneider likes feet, he likes children, and he's a fucking creepy pedophile. And you can see it. You see what the fuck he did with Ariana Grande and shit. The fucking feet and the trunk. You're fucking weird, bro. Yeah, that was a bag of, that was a fucking huge, (laughs) huge bag of feet. Yeah. I mean, that was huge. There was, there's just no... There was no legs attached. It was just, just fucking feet. feet. Yeah, that was pretty bad, dude. That was pretty yeah. bad. And that's just what we uncovered in what, like, I mean, we did like an hour-plus episode, but we only spent, you know, like 30 minutes on that. And the yeah, amount going of shit we Dan found. Schneider, yeah, yeah. I mean, no. we could do a whole episode talking about Dan Schneider and him being a dirty dog. like Dirty fucking dog. Because he is a dirty dog. We could really go into it. There's a lot of stuff about Dan Schneider. You know what I think would be dope is to do maybe like a monthly episode where we just roast one fucking person. We could roast one. Yeah, we could do that and roast one person. That would I mean, I have I have a person. I have a topic of interest to talk about. I mean, since I mean, since we're, we 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 went over like everything talking about like the addiction and shit. But I got I got this piece of news, dude. Like this piece of news that has happened in the past week. Ooh, but what do you got? It oh, it's a Ooh. dude. It's a fucking crazy piece. It's a crazy piece, but, um, fuck, what's that? Okay. Uh, let me search this shit up. No, you're good. I, I didn't have it fucking, uh, okay. All right, here we go. Fox News. So since we were talking about Nickelodeon, since we're talking about children stars, since we're talking about how fucked up people are who happen to be children stars in Nickelodeon. So Amanda Bynes got put on a 72-hour psychiatric hold after found completely nude in Los Angeles streets. Damn. Dude, the girl from the Amanda Show star appeared to be suffering from mental illness, LAPD confirmed. Um, it says here Amanda Bynes has been placed on a psychiatric hold after she was found wandering completely naked in California. The Los Angeles Police Department confirmed to Fox News Digital. Police responded to a call on Sunday at 6.45 a.m. to the 36-year-old female standing completely nude on the corner of Vermont Avenue and 4th Street in Los Angeles. The LAPD noted that Bynes appeared to be suffering from mental illness, and based on statements she made, the American actress was put in psychiatric hold. Okay, so I don't understand how people don't see, like, the patterns. with The fucking patterns, bro. Like, these people that are child stars that grow up in Hollywood are getting so fucking extremely abused that they're doing shit like this, that they're doing shit like committing suicide in bathtubs, that they're doing, like, it's insane, dude. It's And it's countless times. It's over and over and over and over. And everybody's like, oh, it's just fucking Hollywood. No, it's just Hollywood. No, it's just Hollywood. No, no, there's nothing. There's nothing crazy going on. There's no fucking deep state pedophile cabal. No, that's no. That would be that would be too organized, right, Chef? That'd be way too yep. organized and unheard of. But it's just not. over and over and over. These poor fucking people. Like I can't even imagine what's going on with this girl. They're crying and out for help. Just, like literally. 
It sucks, man. I remember watching the Amanda show. I love Amanda Bynes. Like, I remember thinking, like, this shit's so funny. You know what I'm saying? But all these fucking people, bro, are, uh... Yeah, they're, they're going through shit. I mean, even you look at, um... You look at, uh, Robin Williams, man. He was one of the funniest dudes ever. And he seems so happy. He seems so great. You see these child stars on, on these TV shows, and you think they're you think their life is perfect. I remember being a kid sitting down watching Disney and wishing I was on like fucking uh, one of the shows, you know, like, Fuck, oh, hey, how cool lucky that you I... didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. dude. I dude, I remember thinking that too. I remember thinking that too, being like, man, oh man, that's to be so cool. If I could just be, if I was on Nickelodeon as a kid, you know, thinking that shit, well, cause you're a kid, you know, you don't know no better, but like these people, I'm going to continue on reading with this article, though. Yeah, it, yeah, these going. people are getting fucked off, man. It says, Bynes family attorney did not immediately respond to Fox News' digital request for comment. Uh, the news of the former Nickelodeon child star comes on the heels of her absence at the 90s con event in Hartford, Connecticut this past weekend. Her former All That co-star Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell shared an emotional message as Bynes missed, out, uh, missed the cast reunion. I've been praying for her, Mitchell said during an interview, Entertainment Tonight. Uh, it's awesome to see that she's doing better, which is great. Well, I mean, not too better now, I guess. We're just continuing to pray for her on her journey, and it's answered prayers that she's doing a lot better, he said, prior to the news of Vines being put on psychiatric hold. Yeah, prior to. That's unfortunate, but the Amanda Show star canceled uh, her 90s con appearance. Due to an unknown illness, according to the media outlet, Vine's attendance at media convention would have been her first public appearance since her eight-year conversationship ended in March 2022. Conservativeship. That's Wait, a hard what? word to read. Conservativeship. Yeah. I just didn't, I can't. Wait, are you saying that there's talks about that happening to Amanda Vine's same shit that happened to Britney Spears? Oh, dude, totally. Oh, totally, God. totally, totally, totally bad shit was happening to Amanda Bynes. So, yeah. Um, it says at the time court documents obtained by Fox News Digital showed that Bynes' case was seen in Ventura County. Uh, the court intends to grant the petition for termination and order the conservativeship of the person of Amanda Bynes to be terminated, the paper state. Uh, the judge decided the conservativeship was no longer required in a tentative ruling. I don't know why the fuck they keep saying that over and over and over. Uh, words can't even describe how I feel. Wonderful news. Bynes said in a statement via her attorney and obtained by Fox News Digital. Following today's decision by the judge to terminate my conversation. I would like to thank my fans for their love and well wishes during this time. I would also like to thank my lawyer and my parents for their support over the last nine years. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much and and fucking but uh there is a little video on it i mean i guess i can show the screen and show uh let's see show it. the actual news clipping this is crazy man like how fucking terrible you're pretty shitty to be all fucking strung out in the middle of the streets yeah and pete like you said it's it's uh people are not recognizing these fucking trends this shit is happening yeah. it's a thing and you notice like what could possibly make these young child stars fucking lose their shit when they get into you know early and later adulthood like there's a right. fucking reason the shit that they went through the shit that they've seen and i think a lot of it i think they reflect on it you know because amanda Bynes hasn't been in anything that i'm aware of in a very fucking long time 
So all that time to yourself, you're no longer in the spotlight anymore. So you don't get that like high. And that's what I think it is. I think a lot of it is like, oh yeah, you might have Dan Schneider fucking tickling your fucking baby toes, but you also have a you know hundred two hundred thousand dollar paycheck coming next yeah, you're Friday. Getting so money you, at least, right? Yeah. So 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 yeah. it makes them feel a little bit better. like it's okay. Like it's, this is going to be the last time, and this is going to be my last you know contract with Disney because I'm just going to take my money and run. And then it doesn't end up happening like that because now these kids are pretty much probably supporting their families, their extended families. So now the pressure's on because a lot of people are are uh, they're kind of counting on you. They're counting on you to hop in there and do these shows so that you can help them out. You can help pay for their rent. You can get mom a new house. You can get grandma out of the fucking nursing home and get her into you know a better spot. So a, a lot of shit's riding on this. And right. Yeah, and I think they just get sucked in. They get they they are stuck on the hamster wheel. They're stuck in the loop, however you want to call it, and it's fucking sad. Yeah, let's check this video out. Yeah, I tried to play it, but it it's not working. Oh, so. okay, that's I mean, alright. I might be able to find another one, but no, it's okay. It's I think we, you we did got a good the news job. out. Yeah, we got the news out. That's pretty crazy that that happened to Amanda Bynes. That's unfortunate, and that sucks. I wonder if like Keenan and and Kel. I wonder if these dudes like. Like Kel Mitchell, I, I haven't seen a lot of him either. So, like, did he was he going through some shit? Did he take his money and duck out? Um, I know Keenan. However, he's I see this dude fairly often, whether it be a commercial, whether it be like a cameo in a show. Um, because we know they don't just target little little women or little little uh, females, little girls, right? You know, they they target. Uh, it's like the whole fucking cheese pizza hot dog thing, you know. If you look into that, like they know they have preferences. They these these sick fucks have preferences. And uh speaking of that, have to say shout out real quick tonight, the uh co main event UFC. We had uh, uh Holly Holmes, she won. She gave a couple little speeches, and the very last thing she said is that we need to stop she said, because I have this platform, I feel the need to say this but we need to stop sexualizing our children and we need to fucking save the children, which um, is one of my biggest things. That's kind of why I, why I do this at the very end, even though we might be talking about zombies, we might be talking about flat earth. We might be talking about fucking Terraria, whatever the main goal. And my main purpose is save the fucking children, dude, get the kids out of here, fucking lock up the fucking nasty sicko fucks. And uh Yeah. Anyhow, I thought that was really fucking cool that she said that. Absolutely. Yeah. You see a lot of those UFC fighters saying shit. Like, they wow. do. They do. They do. They'd be dropping red pills, dude. They do be dropping red pills. But anywho, Chef, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to be uh, get back and do do the second half of this little little episode here. We'll have to do a part two of this. and Always a good stories, time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good, uh, I think it's a good topic to make people, listeners, all the filthy animals that, that listen to this podcast and listen to the Sunday night secret society. I think it's something to definitely spread the awareness with. So always a pleasure, man. Not the great, sure. not the, not the easiest topic to go over, but uh, yeah, we done did it again. We done did it again. You want to, you want to tell them where, uh, where, where the people where they can find the Sunday night secret society at? Yeah. 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 So uh, you can find us at uh, we're on Instagram. So at Sunday night secret society pod, um, we also have a link tree, so it's link tree forward slash Sunday Night Secret Society. 
Um, as of right now, we are on uh, podcast Rumble and uh, Spotify. And I was just looking on Anchor at the analytics. It appears we're on like two or three other podcast platforms. I don't know how we ended up there. Oh, cool. But we ended up there. So that's cool. Um, next Maybe time it's I automatically will... distributing the RSS feed. Yeah, it might be. And, and that would be yeah. fucking cool if it is. So, yeah, actually, yeah, pretty interesting. Um, also, um, dope shirt, brother. This is the this is the original anti-slave design. Dope Or like, shirt. it's like one that's like AI made the background thing. It's supposed to be like an American flag. But is it I haven't seen that yet. And then question everything. On the back, it says FJB question everything. Ah, yes, ah. dude. <laughs> yes, yeah, dude. Funny shit. Yeah, right on, Chef. Thanks for coming on and talking with me again, man. No, Everybody thanks, else. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. me. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we're getting out of here, guys. Always remember to question everything. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.